Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast of our Sunday morning teaching. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. Are you glad to be in the house this morning? Somebody say, yes, I am. Amen. Thank you, Father God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, if you were not here last Sunday, I want to encourage you to do something. Go back and listen uh, to the podcast if you get a chance. And I'll tell you why. God really, I believe, launched a prophetic word last week through, not just through me, but through one of our elders here that is really, really profound. And let me just, before I get into my teaching today, let me just share this. And I want this, hope this makes the, the podcast again today because I think it's uh, it's powerful. I believe God has given us, one of the words that God has given us for 2018 is launched. Everybody say launch. Like you launch a rocket, like you launch and, and you're propelled. And I believe that the word, one of the words that I believe is going to really, really manifest itself in, in hearts and lives in 2018 is launched into new beginnings. And there are going to be some new things that are going to be birthed and new beginnings that are going to start. And I really feel, I just sense, sense it in my spirit. And uh, if, you, if you weren't here last week, go back and you listen to that in detail. I encourage you to do that. And, and as Coach Scudder was talking to us a few weeks ago, receive it. It's not just, it's, you know, don't just listen to it, receive it. Allow it to, to penetrate and saturate your life. But uh, here's, here's one of the words that were, I think was really strong from last week. And I want to say it again. Many who have been faithful over the little, some for years, are about to get launched into the much. You believe that today. Wave it, Brother Scott, and say, I believe that. You know, you've been faithful over the little. You've done things that people haven't seen always. You've done it unto God. You've been faithful when you didn't get a lot of pats on the back. You've been faithful just to serve just because you loved, just because you cared, just because you love God and you love people. And I believe that there are going to be a lot of people who are going to get launched into new beginnings in 2018, and that many who have been faithful over the little, some for years, are about to get launched into the much. Well, amen. We're going to receive the Lord's uh, Supper here in just a few moments, but... uh, Glory to God. Some of y'all sitting in a different place today. Got me all leaning one at the wrong side. That's good, though. I like to see. See, we're, we're it's new beginnings. So we're, <laughs> uh, we're believing God to do some things powerfully in the house today as we receive communion, the Lord's Supper. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross. Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown So I'll cherish the old rugged cross 
Till my trophies at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Do you thank God for the cross today? For just a few moments, we want to talk about the cross, the blood and the cross, the cross and the blood. Colossians 1.20 says this, And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Jesus, in Hebrews, it says, the mediator of a new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. I want you to say with me today, the blood still speaks. Blood say it, the blood still speaks for me. Now, I can promise you this, as long as I have any influence and input, there's going to be times during the year when in this house we will talk and we will teach about the cross and about the blood. We We will cherish it. We will teach it. I saw just recently, I read just recently where there was, you know, a lot of, a lot of the generations that are coming up and uh, some of them get in church and one day in church they were talking about, well, you know, boy, we just, we just, we just releasing the power of the blood and, and some of the, 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 the other generations looked around and said, what do y'all mean when you say you? Now that is not uncommon. The church must not neglect the teaching of the cross and the teaching of the blood and the teaching of the finished work of Jesus. There's a lot of things being taught, and I'm not against any of that. There's a lot of things about success and all of those kind of things, and I thank God for that, but I'm going to tell you, it, it, is, a, it is a disgrace for a church to have people who can stay in it for years and don't know anything about the cross and don't know anything about the blood. That's not their fault. That's the pastor's. That's, the, that's our fault. That lies at the fault and at the feet of ministry. The church must never stop teaching and preaching the cross and the blood of Christ. One more time, can you say amen? amen. Listen to 1 Peter. But you and I were purchased. Listen to this. With the precious. Everybody say precious. precious. With the precious blood of Christ, the Messiah, like that of a sacrificial lamb without blemish or spot. Jesus' blood is precious before the Father, and it should be very precious to us and to the church in this day. And you know what precious means? If you, if you have something in your home that is precious to you, you take care of it. You keep it in an honored place. You keep it in a place where it can be valued and cherished. 
you know, a lot of the things that are precious to you, you don't only want them to be precious to you, you want them to be precious for the generations that are coming after you because there's a story there. There's something there. There's a message there that you want to convey to them. Maybe something that happened in your life or maybe, it, maybe it's a garment or, or maybe it's a keepsake, just some kind of a keepsake that means something to you that's very precious. You keep it in a precious place. You keep it. Precious means valuable. A precious thing, listen to this, is something we protect, something we are careful with, and something that we don't want to part with. The blood of Jesus is precious, and it should be honored, and it should be respected in our families and in our churches today. Somebody say amen. We need to sing about it. We already did this morning. Start noticing how we sing about the blood of Jesus, that blood that redeems us. We need to sing about it. We need to talk about it. We need to study about it, and we need to meditate on it. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But in Colossians 1.21, listen to this. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. Boy, God solved the problem of our separation from him through the cross. And when he did it, here it is, and here's what we need to understand. We assume so much that other people don't know. How he did it was he put, God poured the curse of the law on Jesus. He delivered us from the penalty of sin and also the power of sin. That's what happened. And here's the thing that's so important. One of the things that's so important about the cross and about the blood. And we say this in the house and we just, you know, it just kind of, but in the day, listen, hear me, in the day and in the culture and the climate in which we live, fewer and fewer people are teaching and fewer and fewer people are believing that Jesus is the only way to heaven. But here's the thing that we, we need to understand about that. Redemption is only through the blood of Jesus Christ. Only. That's why the blood, that's why the cross is so important. That's why the blood of Jesus is so important. There is only one way that redemption can take place, and that is through the shed blood of Jesus. Now, young people, listen to me. You're going you're gonna to have... Uh, especially young people that go off to, to, to university, you go off to college, you go out in culture, you're going to hear a lot of stuff that sounds so good. It sounds so, it sounds, it sounds so cool and it sounds so modern. It sounds so accepting. It sounds so loving. But here's the bottom line. If you aren't rooted and founded in the absolute foundational truth that the blood of Jesus is the only way to get redeemed, you're going to get deceived. That's why the church has got to teach this. That's why we can't come in and make assumptions, in our, especially in our kids and grandkids that are, going, that are going forward with this. Now, here it is. Redemption is only through the blood of Jesus Christ because, listen, if that's not true, God the Father put Jesus through the greatest suffering anyone has ever known for nothing. 
Why would God the Father allow Jesus to hang on a cross to be beaten and scourged to hang on a cross and say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me if there was any other way? What kind of a God would he be? But the truth is this. There is only one way. There will always only be one way. And God has has seen fit through his great love and mercy to make that way available. But it is only through the shed blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you give God praise in the house for that? I'm gonna, I've got about five pages of notes and I'm only going to preach two of them. So if you want to study this further, go to the, you know, you, you, can, you can get into those because we're going to receive communion here in just a moment and make sure that we are honoring the cross, honoring the blood, honoring that sacrifice. God's judgment and wrath over our sin, watch this, was unleashed directly at Jesus on the cross. Now I'm going to go through this slow. God's judgment and wrath over our sin was unleashed, unleashed directly at Jesus Christ on the cross. The judgment, listen to this, the judgment of sin was rightly and justly pointed toward mankind. That's you and me. That's you and me. But, Jesus. Somebody say, but God. But Jesus stepped into the crosshairs of God's wrath and judgment and said, whatever you wish to do, whatever justice sin requires, do it to me. I'll go. I'll take it. I'll go in their place. That, in essence, is the gospel. The good news. The good news. We cannot compromise on it, church. And I don't care what kind of platform somebody has, how many television stations they're on, what size crowds they draw, how everybody oohs and awes over them as they seek to redefine truth. Truth cannot be redefined according to cultural drifts. Truth does not change. The everlasting truth of the Word of God remains our firm foundation. Because if it does, then the sacrifice of Jesus becomes of none effect. My, my, my. But here it is. In God's plan, the cross, the blood, is always supposed to take center stage. Listen to this in Numbers chapter 21. And the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent of bronze. Set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten 
Anybody ever feel like you've been bitten? I mean, everybody, anybody ever get bitten by life besides me? Okay, I just want to make sure I'm with people. How many people are in this house today, all right? So it is that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. Moses made a serpent of bronze, put it on a pole, and if a serpent had bitten any man, when he looked to the serpent of bronze, listen to this, and here it is. Attentively, expectantly, How many of you are looking attentive and expectant in 2018? Would you just lift your hand and wave at me? Attentive, expectantly, with a steady, absorbing gaze, he lived. Wow. Moses held that serpent on the pole, held it up. And when he did, listen to this, it represented our sickness, our curse, our sin, our guilt, and our shame. And when the people look, watch this. It, when it says look, it doesn't mean just to glance. They looked, it infers in this, they looked and they kept on looking. They become fixated with a gaze. Oh boy, I hope you get this. That I might look at it. And say, oh God, by revelation, may the eyes of my understanding be enlightened as I look and as I gaze and as I keep it at the center. Show me everything I need to know about the cross and the blood. I don't want to miss anything that's in there. Nothing. Oh, boy, 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 boy. Attentively, expectantly, with a steady and absorbing gaze, he lived. It represented our sickness, our curse, our sin, our guilt, and our shame. And when the people looked and kept on looking, they were healed and they lived. This was a picture of how Jesus became a curse for you and I on the cross. And when you walk by faith, Your eyes have to be focused on the right thing because what you look at, what you fixate on, and what you view determines your failure or success. What I stare at, what I fixate on, and and what I allow to dominate my life. Whatever we're looking at determines whether we live or die, succeed or fail, win or lose. Now, everybody knows John 3, 16. For God so loved the... Come on, let's say it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But not very many people know John 3, 14 and 15. So let's back up because you missed something. Watch this. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. When we look at what Jesus did for us, through the blood and the sacrifice 
of the cross, listen to this, with an attentive, expectant, steady, absorbing gaze, that is believing. How many believers are in this house? Wave your brother Scotty this morning. Glory be to God. Believing means you see with the eyes of your heart. I'm going to jump on down in my notes, guys, because I don't have time to cover them all, but here it is. According to Galatians chapter 3, the word says this, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Here it is. Beyond dying for our sins, Jesus took our place in order that we might take his place. I can see that that hadn't hit home yet, but it will. In other words, here it is. He received what we were, and what our lives deserved while we receive what he was and what his life deserves. How many of you believe that Jesus is worthy to be blessed? How many of you believe that Jesus is worthy to be healed? How many of you believe that Jesus is worthy to be led in the spirit into the future for a plan that God has for him? We are in Christ. Jesus took our place so that we could be in him. I want you to say with me today, in him, I live and move and have my being. Who would turn that down? What a a deal. Man. In other words, he received what we were and what our lives deserved while we receive what he was and what his life deserves. I received nothing from God on my own merit. Instead, I receive every promise based on the finished work of Jesus Christ, my Lord. And my confidence is not in my accomplishments, but in Jesus' accomplishments. I live out of that. I'm energized out of that as I fix my gaze on that cross. And by the way, that cross is a reminder And I just got to just stick this in there. Whatever your background is, I love you, but I want you to know something. He's not on that cross anymore. (laughs) And he's not, he's not in the tomb anymore. Glory be to God. He cried out, it is finished. The work of our redemption was accomplished. Jesus paid it all. We sang it this morning. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Glory be to God. That is good preaching, Brother Scotty. Encourage yourself. Oh, my, 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 my. My confidence is not in my accomplishments, but in Jesus' accomplishments. Listen to this. I'm going to try to go through these fast. The life I now live is the exchanged life. Jesus received what I deserve. I receive what he deserves. He was made to be my sin. I was made to be his righteousness. Wow. He received the penalties that my sin deserved. I am receiving the blessings that his righteousness deserves. Tell your neighbor, this is too good to be true, but it is. It is too good to be true. It's amazing. Amazing grace, 
How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. He received the penalties that my sin deserved. I am receiving the blessings that his righteousness deserves. Because he was rejected, I am accepted. And because he was chastened, you and I have peace before God. Now, here it is. I am qualified by him. And I receive that inheritance by faith in the shed blood of Jesus. Listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Because I am in Jesus and have his righteousness, every promise that God ever made to anyone in the Bible. Now, I know that's strong. I know that's strong, but I'm telling you, somebody said it's tight, but it's right. For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen unto the glory of God. I want you to say those promises are mine. Boy, you've got to wrap your head and mind around this. So I want us to boldly proclaim it. Everybody stand up. Guys, if you'll put these up, I'm not going to have have you repeat them after me. I want us to stand. And if you're listening online, listening on podcast, I want you to begin to declare these. This is one of the ways that we fix our attention and our steady gaze on the cross and the shed blood. It's by boldly proclaiming and applying the blood. Listen to this. Listen. Boy, I I don't have time to get into it. But Israel... In order to to have life sustained, in order to avert what was going to happen in Egypt as the death angel swept through, there was one thing that they had to do, no exceptions. Come on, somebody, help me in the house. I'm going to tell you, I'm getting chill bumps. Let me tell you what. That, that, those, <laughs> you, you, wanted, you wanted that blood. I'm talking. Now, let me tell you what. Here's what I feel like the Holy Spirit showed me. He said, son, when you say what you're saying right here, when you preach what you're preaching here, he said, you are opening your mouth and you are putting the blood on the doorposts of your life and the doorposts of your house and the doorposts of your family and the doorposts of your future, Debbie. In Jesus' name, glory be to God. So as we proclaim it and as we say it, know that that is, I believe that is a spiritual uh, a way that God is saying, Put this on the doorposts of everything and every part of your life. Number one, let's, let's read these out loud together. The blood of Jesus is the blood of the new covenant which has been shed for? Which has been shed for? Number two, the blood of Jesus is the blood of the everlasting covenant which is in force for me for all eternity. Number three, the life is in the blood of Jesus. 
Therefore, the very life of God lives in my spirit and flows into my soul, mind, will, and emotions, and into my physical body. Thank you, Father. We have life. Somebody say amen. Abundant life. Number four, through faith in the blood of Jesus, I have been redeemed, bought from the hand of the enemy. Therefore, I am no longer in the kingdom of darkness, but through the blood, I have been translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. Next one. Oh, wait. Through the precious blood of Jesus. Oh, let's do that again. I want you to emphasize precious. Through the blood of Jesus, I have been made unto God a king and a priest and have been given authority to reign with him on the earth now and for all eternity. You know, last week or two weeks ago, I proclaimed and I was talking to Ryan, my, my, my oldest son that lives out in California. And he said, dad, I just got through listening to, he said, I'm driving around. He's driving Uber. He's I, I just I feel like I'm when I'm saying that in a, a year ago my family was living here now a year later he's driving Uber in Los Angeles and he's got a great opportunity to minister to a lot of people anyway he said dad I was driving around and he said and I begin to listen to you talking about the year of the rain of the Holy Spirit he said oh dad he said it brought so much encouragement to me this is the year of the reign of the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit is going to reign, reign, R-E-I-G-N and R-A-I-N. Oh, my, 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 my. We rule and reign with the Holy Spirit in this season because of the blood. Number five, through the blood of Jesus, I have boldness now to enter into the Holy of Holies in heaven into the presence of God with a true heart in full assurance of faith. I am now free from all fear and timidity. Everybody say boldness because of the blood. Number six, through, oh, where are we? There you go. <laughs> All right, I did learn to count at one time. <laughs> My math skills have gotten away. No, I just got, uh, no, here we go. Number seven, through the blood of Jesus, I have been sanctified, set apart. Oh, my Lord, that's good. Yes, Lord. Number eight, through the shedding of blood of the Jesus, I now have healing and health in my body because Jesus bore my griefs, sicknesses, disease, weaknesses, distresses, and pains by his stripes. Thank you, Lord. Number nine. Through the blood of Jesus, I have been redeemed and poverty bore the chastisement needful to obtain peace, prosperity, and total well-being for me. Though Jesus was so very rich, 
Yet for my sake, he became so very poor on the cross in order that by his poverty, I might become. You need to give God praise for that one right now. Come on. Number 10, I have faith in the power of the blood of Jesus and the word of God to provide protection for my spirit, soul, body, family, home, and everything that concerns me. When I submit myself to the word of God, resist the devil, and exercise faith in the power of the blood, the wicked one cannot touch me. Uh, Number 11, because of what the blood and the word has done for me, I am continually overcoming the world, the flesh, and the devil. I refuse to be defeated. Satan, the blood of Jesus, let's do that again. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. I hold the blood against you and declare on the authority of God's word that Jesus' blood does now overcome you, sin, every sickness, disease, pain, lack, poverty, and every evil work. Flee now in Jesus' name. And number 12, in the name of Jesus, I hold the blood of Jesus against every power of darkness that attempts to hold me in bondage. I have been delivered from the power of darkness and walk in the kingdom of light. No forces of darkness have any hold over my life. The blood of Jesus has washed my sins and I am free indeed. Amen. All right, now let's close with this prayer confession that I've got uh, written out here. It's not that long, but let's put it up and let's read it out loud together. Here we go. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name and I put the blood of Jesus on my life, my family's life, and on all that belongs to me, on all that over which you have made me a steward. I put the blood of Jesus on my mind, my body, my emotions, and my will. I believe I am protected by that blood. I put the blood on my children, on my grandchildren, and all the generations of my family and my church family. By the blood of Jesus, I and my family have been redeemed. We have been rescued from the power of the enemy. Satan has no power over us. We have been set free from his dominion and translated into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I apply the blood of Jesus and all its provisions to my finances, my giving, and everything you have blessed me with. By faith today and every day, we will live our lives under the provision of the blood of Jesus. I boldly enter your presence, Father, because of the blood of Jesus, which has made a way for me. Somebody say amen. I want to say one more thing, and I, want to, I believe it is a prophetic release.
by faith that I want to, to uh, release over us today. You know, I said as we got into this, and we'll probably talk more about this when I get back, but, you know, in 2018, I believe we're going to be launched. We're going to be launched into new beginnings. We're going to see some things. And, and let me say this, because if you aren't careful, you've got, you got, you got to balance things. But you can start, you know, you can, you can start feeling guilty for believing for more. And, and let me explain just a little bit. Don't feel guilty for feeling like that there is more ahead in life that God wants you to experience. Now, we can be content without being complacent. I hope you hear that. I hope you'll allow that word to, to kind of, because that's part of what being launched is about is realizing that there is more that God has for us. Is there anybody in this house besides Susan and myself and my family who believe and know that God has more for you in 2018 than you've experienced so far? Boy, I do. Now, I'm telling you, and, and boy, I have I've had such a stirring in my heart. And, uh, you know, it's by the Spirit of God that I believe that in 2018, part of that is going to be the financial provision to fulfill the call of God that is on your life. I'm going, at some point soon, I'm going to do some really, really strong teaching about the bondage of poverty. And before you equate it all to just money, poverty spirit can be in every every level. And I'm going, I'm going to bring that. I'm trying to not make my... It's stirring in me, so it's hard for me not to release it already, but I want to, I want to deal with it some more uh, in, in depth when I do that, so I don't, I don't want to leave it lacking. But your current situation is not the end. And where you are right now is not all there is. And I believe in 2018, you're going to be launched into some things. And again, it's going to involve new beginnings. But your current situation is not the end unless you choose to settle there and let it be. <laughs> what was that? That was a commercial about settlers. <laughs> and again, you can be content without being complacent. I don't feel like I've got to have all of this stuff that the world th thinks that you have to have in order to be happy. But I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to continually be believing God for his divine provision to accomplish his hand and his will and his purpose on my life. And I will not compromise about that. And I won't stop. I'm not going to stop believing. I'm not going to stop trusting. And I'm not going to stop believing that God is going to launch us forward in 2018. Is anybody else believing for that? I believe God's called me to be a divine stir. Get my stir stick out again and get all that stuff that settles down. But here it is. Keep honoring God with your life and trust in his timing. And I believe that this is the word for you. He will open doors that no man can close. And you know, 
If you've been here these last few weeks, you know that I am emphasizing strongly Psalm, I believe it's Psalm 37. Trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. Whatever you know to do every day on a daily basis, do good. Keep doing it. Just do good every day. But trust in the Lord while you're doing it. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. When we leave everything in God's hands, we will eventually see God's hands in everything. Our God is going to make a way where there is no way. Amen. How many of you ready to receive communion today? I'm going to ask our worship team to come. We're going to uh, receive communion today. And as you do, I pray that you will do what the, the, the Scripture says. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. The blood of Jesus is powerful. The blood of Jesus is the only way to heaven. The blood of Jesus is the only way to a relationship with God. The cross is the center, I believe, of history. It is, it is the date when, when God sent His Son to say, you can't make it on your own, but I'm going to see to it that you have a way to be restored back to love and fellowship with me. God wants a relationship with us, and it only happens through the cross and through the blood. Would you give God praise for the blood and for the cross in this house today? Come on, church. Thanks again for listening to Life Church of Mobile's podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at lifechurchmobile.com.